You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. No guards, no masters, only helpful advice. It's Red Dead Redemption with Auckland Union representative Justine Sachs. Kia ora Justine, how are you this morning? Morning, Rachel. I'm good, and you? Good, thank you. It's always great to chat with you, and we've got some uh, listener questions that have been coming in this morning and across the last week to get stuck into. Uh, This first one is from someone who says that they've had two interviews for a job now over a period of three months. Are there any restrictions on when they have to let you know if you've got the job by? Unfortunately, there aren't any restrictions, but um, in employment law, we go by the you know the idea of um, what a reasonable and fair employer would do, and I would apply that same standard to the level of communication you're receiving from a prospective employer. Mm-hmm. I would say that three months is not reasonable if you're you know in an interview process to have not heard back and to have had multiple interviews. So, unfortunately, there yeah there are no restrictions. Um, but I think you can like kind of apply it, a test of what's reasonable for a prospective employer to do, and I don't think that that's reasonable at all. No, that is a long time. Can, yeah, and I think you should, um, you know, definitely take that on board in terms of like thinking about whether you want to work for a company that doesn't that is yeah that doesn't communicate proactively and kind of strings people along. So that's a really really long period of time to be in an interview process. That, I've not heard of that before. No, that's it's quite like, a shocking number. I hope that yeah. at least that person is heard by now, but yeah, that is a yeah, long time. absolutely. And, and you know, you can, I think you can, you can again, reasonably communicate that, that, that that's, you know, not, that's not acceptable, to be honest, um, especially if they still want you. So I think I would be really, really kind of upfront about that. If you're, you know, really keen on the job, just say this period, this like, this interview period has like been extremely long, possibly unreasonable. You're keen on working for the company, but you need to hear back yeah. like soon. Yeah, totally. Uh, what else have we got here, Stella? Someone's texted in, I have vape breaks at work, but always go off the property because there's no smoking. But they've just done a company-wide announcement that we can't have vapes on our person in the office. Is that allowed? So this kind of comes um, into property management more than employment law, I'm not going to lie, um, but I'm going to try my best to give you a good answer, um, Texter. What I'd say is I think you need to just be proactive and like um, have this conversation with your boss. So I think you need to go you need to go to your employer and say, look, um, I, I I have my vape, I need to vape, you know, because it's, it's, you can't just quit cold turkey, right? So... Um, how does that fit in? Like, how how can we manage that? I'm not trying to, you know, like, I, obviously, like, they might be worried about disruption or whatever it is they're worried about. Instead of making a blanket rule, you know, they maybe should have, in, like, been upfront, right? And they haven't. So they've got, they're probably, I think they're going around the fact to make, to make a blanket rule to kind of, because maybe they're worried about people taking too many vape breaks. I can't, I'm not going to speculate, but I would actually front foot it rather than, um, you know, like and have that conversation with them and come up with a plan rather than kind of allow it's kind of passive aggressive to be honest <laughs> and just, um, <laughs> also are they going to search your bag like what's the vibe yeah. you know yeah. turn no, out your really, pockets like, when you get really, into work really strange. no i would say like again like uh, this is like i think you know people can make rules about what happens on their properties it's not it's not really an employment thing i would say but um what i would say is like that's really weird and um, surveillance and police chase. Not a vibe at all. And I'm not sure how they would expect the police that. So, um, you know, I think show how much more um, mature and reasonable you are and just say, hey, look, I know this announcement, however, 
I am a vapor, so how can we work around this? I can't just quit cold turkey. I'm, well, I'm not, you know, it's also not really their business, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I would just front with that, yeah. Good that is advice. Really <laughs> it's quite a strange one. I'm just sort of <laughs> imagining a lot of, like, underlining in the email that was sent around to everybody. Like you know, like, poli- yeah, like, like, <laughs> cops <laughs> coming through. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've got someone who's uh said we've had we've had variations on this theme before so i can guess what you're going to say actually justine but we've had someone who said there's a big uh friday drinks culture at my office i'm not keen on it and i've recently been not going but i do feel like i'm missing out on work talk about clients uh is there a way that you would suggest for me to keep to ask to be kept in the loop for stuff that they're discussing at these after hour drinks yeah, we have so we have had variations of this questions before, and it is a tough one because it's it you know it's true that so much of that networking um, happens in these kind of less formal spaces with alcohol involved, and it's not accessible and it's not inclusive for people who don't drink or you know for whatever you know people have you know, like there's a whole variety of reasons why people might not be comfortable in those totally. spaces. Totally. Um, I, I my my advice is is to to bring it up along those lines. You know, like uh, about accessibility and inclusivity, it is important that people who aren't able to be in those spaces are able to participate. And I don't think there's anything wrong with putting that to um, your boss or your employer or who or a trusted senior person. Yeah, mm. uh, I think it's worthwhile having that conversation. If you don't feel like there's anybody you can have that conversation with, is there someone attending who can you know you can actually just tap on the shoulder and say, "Hey, can you keep me in the loop? I'm not necessarily keen on and being in that space, but." I don't want to miss out. I'm sure, you know, I, w- I would hope that people would be empathetic and would, you know, want to to, to help you. So I, yeah, it's a, t- it's a tough one. And I, I think, I really think employers need to be more cognizant of this mm. because it's just not like, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it's kind of retrograde, right? It's a bit Mad Men yeah. vibe. <laughs> yeah, we've got, to, we've got to find other ways to, to yeah, have exactly. these casual environments without necessarily exactly. making people without uncomfortable. Alcohol. Yeah, yeah, like we're constantly only having alcohol, right? Like having that be like the centre of it. Um, and I think, but I think you should feel, you should feel like empowered to have that conversation because mm. you're not the only one who feels that. As as we just talked about, we get this, we actually get this question quite consistently. It's a, it's like I would say a running theme. Yeah, and I think a lot of people feel that way. So it's about people actually making that known, um, and creating alternative spaces. So I don't know whether it's like. You know, every like there's, you know, you come up with an alternative. Like once in a while, we do something like this is where we'll have, you know, what I, I don't know. Have a think about it. Be creative. Like maybe look, like look at something else that you know, a different space that we, where like we could have similar, you know, similar conversations are going to happen. But um, yeah, otherwise, I, I just do think you know, feel confident in bringing that up. Um, I'm sure. It's, I'm sure you're not the only one who feels that way. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Justine. Wise advice, as always. Uh, where can people go and find out who their union is? I feel like we haven't had a reminder of that for a wee while. That is uh, true. We haven't. You can go on the New Zealand Council of Trade Unions website, which we'll put in the bio, um, and there is a little tab you can look at, which you can go over uh, sectors and industries. They'll give you the correct union. Um, and just a reminder that even if your uh, sector or your workplace isn't unionized, you can still join a union. Um, and it's a great idea to join a union because it means that if something does go wrong, there's a whole bunch of legal and um, you know otherwise advocacy support available to you. 
Um, and it's a good, that's the best place to start, you know, utilizing your workplace by joining a union yourself. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, thank you very much, Justine. Have a great morning. We will talk to you in a fortnight. Kakite. <laughs> Yeah, take that, the man. Red Dead Redemption with Auckland Union representative Justine Sachs. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.